Dear Lord, I pray that you would just use Dan's message tonight, and I pray that you would just help it to help us to apply it to our lives and help us go throughout our week and help us to live for you and not worry about ourselves. And I pray that you would just um, give Dan the words to speak and to help him to portray his message well. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Um, just a question. Do y'all like that 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 last song? Because y'all sing it really well. Not not just the the band, but y'all sing along with them. I was surprised this past week when um y'all were so loud for a, a new song. Had y'all heard that song before this past week or no? Was it is that was that new? From raise your hand if that song sort of new to you. Okay, sort of new. Okay, just thinking I'm I'm out of the times or something. I don't know what's going on? We're in the book of Acts, uh, written by Luke, one of the twelve doctors. Also wrote the book of, and Luke was raised in what type of home? Broken, because we're all in broken homes because of sin. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit more at the very end, because I haven't asked you that question before. Everybody, t- take out your card, please. Take out your card. Don't show anybody. Don't, I'm only kidding. It's okay. You're okay. You're like, oh, I erased all. Everybody should have a card. <clears throat> okay. In the year 50 AD, I'm just putting this, just, this is what I looked up, around the time of the book of Acts, when the book was of Acts um, is here around 50, 80, 40, 50, 35, whatever. Uh, the population estimates of the world, how, how many pe- people were in the world at that time? My son cannot uh, respond to this because I, I talked to him about it all, on the way here. Um, so how many people do you believe are in the entire world around? It's not going to be exact, but just a, an estimate, guesstimate. What do you think, Asa? Seven what? Seven billion. What else we got? Ben. What's that? 20 million. That's a big difference. Big gap right there. 70 billion plus one. 70 billion or 7 billion? 7 billion plus one. Plus one, okay. Okay. I'm talking about in 50 AD, not today, just to let y'all know. Uh, So it's not today. It's in 50, the time of when the Acts was written, Caleb. 10 million? 400,000. Okay, I'll give something away here. There were 8 million Jews in, in that day. Just, just to give you 8 million Jews. What was got? 60 million? There was more than that. There was 200 million is the best guesstimate that quite a few guys have have thrown a rock at. Now, I'm not sure how they got that exact number, but three or four of the main guys who do this came around that number. So 200 million and 8 million were Jews. Now, if you have, make sure you look at your cards, guys. If you you have the uh, uh, seven of hearts or an eight of hearts, stand up. We got a seven hearts. Okay, there's a seven. Okay. This represents the Jewish population of the world at that time. These are, these are Jews. Don't, don't be mean. Don't, you know, 
And you who are down in the chairs, you are, you are non-Jews. Now, in the book of Acts, who did the gospel first go to? The, the Jews. And when the disciples went to a new city to talk about who Jesus was, where would they go to talk? And which is what? The Jewish church. Okay, so in Acts, and what we've read from Acts, from the start to about Acts 8, it stayed among the, the Jews. Okay, but then it goes to a town, and it's not a, 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 Jew, a Jewish place. What town is that where it goes to in Acts 8? You all remember? No, no, that's a good guess, though. In Acts 8, it goes to someone who the Jews, they're known as sort of half-bloods. They're sort of a mixture of Jews and something else. Samaria is where it goes. So if you have got the uh, five of clubs, stand up. Five of clubs, there we go. We got our, we got our Sa- Samaritan in the house right there, okay? So, th- so this is who the gospel has now gone to. In, in the entire world at, at that time, this is the percentage of who has heard the good news. And a lot of those Jews and those who have gone to share it, they think this is, this is sort of where it's supposed to stay. Okay, so they're there because in the in the rankings, y'all y'all done a great job. Y'all can sit sit down for now. You may have to stand stand up again. Uh, don't forget your card. And if you have a card, we're not done done with the card yet. So don't don't forget your card. Um, in uh, an interesting fact here, two hundred and fifty years after the Book of Acts, Constantine is the the emperor of the world. Uh, and, the, and the world at that time had 280 million pe- people. That, that's still a, get, a, a guesstimate. And uh, do you all know what percentage of the world at that time claimed to be a Christian? Not a Jew, because of those Jews that stood up, a very few of those Jews were believers in Christ at that time. So that's even a smaller percentage of what you say. What percentage of the world do you believe claimed to be Christians at that time. Do we have any guesses at all? Yep. When Constantine was emperor. Caleb. 2%. Very good guess. Very good guess. For your, 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 yours is a better guess. You're getting help because you're listening to everybody else. But you were going to say, but they blew up. If you have a club or a spade, stand up. And if you have the ace of hearts, stand. Okay. 51% of the known world at that time claimed to be believers in Jesus Christ. That's right. But it was beaten up all before that. And it really grew a lot there. Uh, now, he helped to spread it as well, but it was a time of, of peace for them. Okay, so this is more than half the room that is standing up right now. In 250 years after the book of Acts, that is how much of the world believed in Christ. Everybody, sit down. Now, <clears throat> if we know that there were only 8 million Jews at the time of the book of Acts, you know, when the time of Constantine, it had only grown to like eight and a half million or nine. It wasn't a lot. So that's not where the growth came from. So if the gospel only went to the Jews and the 
Samaritan in his town, if it only went there, how did it get everywhere else? Because you've got to keep this in mind. The Jews were like, for, 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 for them, their caps, they were the, the top dog. Samaritans had been looked down upon. They were half-breeds. They sort of had the Torah, but they had it their own way. And they, they had some Jewish beliefs, but they mixed in more things with it because they were the, the northern kingdom that had been first taken over. And uh, they had intermarried with a lot of folks, not by their choice. That was just sort of how life had occurred. So they, they were like ranked two. And then there were the Gentiles. Now, what's a Gentile again? A, a non-Jew. Now, if the Jews were ranked first, Samaritans were ranked second, G- Gentiles are then ranked 157th. Okay, they are like below, they were like disgusting, I want no part of you. And all of a sudden we get to this, 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 this story in Acts. Because you, you see, the gospel hasn't gone to the Gentiles as a whole yet. It went to an Ethiopian eunuch in Acts 8. It's just to him, and he may have gone and took it where he took it. That sounded really good grammar skills. Uh, um, but so, but it, it, it doesn't seem to go to a, a whole group until here in Acts 10. So this story is very important. We're, we're going to read through the whole ch- chapter of Acts 10. And there's five ingre- in, ingre- ingredients here that are, I would call, ingredients for sal- salvation. This is where, for salvation to occur, these sort of five steps need to play a role in it. So let's just, we're going to read through a lot of text, and I want you to hang with me tonight. Say, raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I I will hang hang with you. you. Amen. Okay. Now, um, we're going to be in Acts 10, beginning of verse 1. I need someone, I think someone's supposed to read verses 1 through 9 or 10. Is that right? All right, who's got the next part? Verse 9? Go ahead. You, you, okay, I'll read verse 9, then you jump to verse 10. Then next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. Uh, just speak loud. Again, 
All right, very good. That was a lot to read. You did a very good job with that. Okay, so the first thing, the first step that, that we see here and that sal, sal, salvation needs is this, God moves. Okay, the first step that sal, salvation needs, and we see here is God moves. We see it two, two, in two sides here. One is for Cornelius, who is a centurion. Okay, so he's a gen, Gentile. He's not a Jew, but it says that he's a devout man. He's a God fearer, but he okay. But he understand he's not a Christian. Okay, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And he has a a vision of an angel of God that says, "Hey, God has found favor on you, and send men to go find this man and bring him back to tell you about me." And so, so we see God moving. Cornelius was living for, for God the best that he could, but without God moving, he was just going to stay there and things weren't going to change for him. Now, P- Peter is on a rooftop and he has a vision and he hears the voice of the Lord. And, he, and in the vision, have you ever been hungry and you start to daydream about food okay see i don't think this is a daydream but i do that quite a bit i'm the type of guy i had lunch with a with a guy y'all know him um some of you adam page and adam is a kindred spirit of mine because we both agree we never get full any meal we ever eat and it would just be great if we could just eat that much and get full but that would not be well our wives would be mad so um so uh He's sitting there, he's, he says that he has, falls into a trance, and he sees a blanket come down, and it's got, just, just, just look at what, it's, it's got uh, uh, all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came to a voice that said, rise, Peter, kill, and eat. Now, now uh, uh, old rabbin, rabbinical or, or, or the, the priestly law said that there were some things that you were okay to eat and some things you should not eat or you would be unclean and, and you'd have to go through a, a process to become clean if, 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 if you were even around things that were un, unclean. And so when, when he sees some of these things on the sheet that God says, hey, rise, kill, and eat, uh, he's like going, I, I can't do that. That would make me unclean. But the Lord says this, he says, um, and the voice came to him again, uh, said, what God has made clean, do not call com- common. Now, he's talking about food at that to- point, but God is speaking about something else. Because, you see, the, the Gentiles were not wor- worthy in the eyes of the Jew of salvation through, 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 through Christ. It wasn't an option for them. And, and so, he's, so he's trying to break that rule for them. Now, don't, don't miss this. Cornelius is a God-fearing man, 
He's a, it says, a devout man. He's a giving man. He's a praying man. And he was still lost without Jesus. Do you understand? He was all God-fearing, devout, giving, praying, and he was still lost. And some of you go, boy, that's not right. That, that's not fair. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So at this point, he is still a lost man. Now, through the years, and there's enough youth in this that I will have this talk with some of you at some point, whether it's a guy or a girl in this room, you'll go, hey, I met this, this girl, I met this guy, she's fantastic, I, I think she might be my wife one day, it, it's great, and I'll ask, are they a practicing believer in Jesus Christ? And so many times I hear this, well, they, they believe in God, they believe in God, and They've been to church, or they go to church, and that's all I get. I, and I'll ask, so do you ever talk about things of God? And what? Well, we don't really talk about that. Everybody here, don't settle and, and think, oh, I'm just not going to ever find a spouse or the right one, and if I don't lower the bar, it's just not going to work out for me. God has put that bar to protect you, to grow you, to guide you, and you need to stick to it because it's, 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 it's worth it. Now, in this room, um, just as Cornelius was a God-fearing man, a devout man, a giving man, a praying man, a lost man, you can be in this room right now. You can be raised in church, faithful to attend the edge. Uh, you've been to camp every year. You come to D-Now. You've been baptized whether here or at some other church that you were at. Uh, you might even be seen or talked about by adults as being a great example for others to follow. But without Jesus, you're lost. All those things you can mark off, mark off, but they do nothing for you. So, so we see in the, this story, God moves. He appears to Cor- Cornelius and he appears to Peter and for us, as we, as I was 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 living a sin, and y'all heard me talk about it some this past week. As I was sixteen, uh, before I, I I was saved, I had God moving through friends and through folks that 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 invited me to a youth camp. God moved through someone who, when I said I can't afford to go, I can't pay it, they said we'll pay your way. You just go. God. God had to move in order for me to get there. For you, God has to move. But something else occurs after God moves. Look in verse 21. We'll read verses 21 through 33, uh, uh, maybe? 34. That sounds good. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am coming, the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, spoken of by the whole Jewish nation was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So he invited them in to be his guests. The next day he rose and went away with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. On, and on the following day they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up. I, too, am a man. 
And as he talked with him, he went in and found many persons gathered. And he said to them, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit any one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked then why you sent for me. And Cornelius said, Four days ago, about this hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner, and by the sea. So I sent for you at once, and you have been kind enough to come. Now therefore, we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have Okay, thank you. Now, we, we see in verses 21 through 23, Cornelius has sent these men to Peter. Peter hears these men after God moves. And my next point is, once God moves, the next step that has to occur is that man moves. After God moves, man moves. And we, we see in the story, one very small thing here, which you may not think is much, but it's a big deal. That Peter in verse 23 says, so he invited them in to be his guest. A Jew, a good Jew, never invited a Gentile into his house to be his guest. What rank were they on the scale? 157. I mean, they, they, they were there, bottom of the barrel. So we see here that Peter, even though it's not easy, it's not the norm, it's not what folks would expect, he, he does this. Why? Because God's moved and he's going to be obedient to God moving. Sometimes when God moves, when we move to follow, it's not going to make a, a lot of sense. And some folks will go, what are you doing? As long as you're, what you're doing is not contrary to the word of God, that's what you need to do. So we see that, that man moves. So when God moves, we have two options. We can um, stay where we are, and we do that a lot. I think we, we see God move. Uh, and God speak to us, and God try to to move us to to share, to give, to help. And a lot of times we stay where we are, and we miss out on what God is doing. Or we can move for, for, forward and um, and follow where God leads. And that's scary. Peter invites them into his house, and once they sleep the night, they go the next day and they go see uh, Cornelius. Now. Cornelius is a God-fearing man. God has told him to, to do this. He doesn't know what to do, so he's going to worship Peter. And Peter says, hey, stand up. I'm, I'm just a man. Get up. I'm just a man. Um, when God moves. Did, did, does God, God move today? You know, I think in, in this crowd that we have, in this group that we have, uh, just even as I thought about this, what does it mean? Uh, it might be you who've grown up in church all your life uh, and you, you sort of know who God is. It's, it's clear, but you've never put your faith in Him. And then you ask yourself, well, how, how can I? I mean, what's everybody going to think? They think I'm, I'm in, on, in, in, in the club. They think I'm part of the team. I can't say something now. And the question is, what, those, those times when God goes, hey, it's okay, deal with this now. And we go, oh, but I can't do it. Are you going to stay where you are? Or are you going to move forward? 
So God moves, then man moves. Let's continue in the story. Verse 34, I think, is where we're starting. Go ahead, Noah. All right, so we see God move. We see, we see man move or man submit is almost a better term to follow where, where God leads. And first, this third point is we see the, the, the gospel shared. And, and, you know, any time in the story, God could have used an, an angel to share the gospel. He could have used in his own voice. He could have shared it. He could have written it on a wall. He could have drawn it in the ground. But, you, you know, in the story, he didn't do that. He, the visions were said, hey, go find this guy, and this guy will tell you the good news. Why does God do that? Because he chooses to use us to be witnesses, to testify of his good goodness and what he's done. He chooses to. And what he shares, it's, it's not rocket science. It's not some theological huge thing. It's, it's the, the gospel, very simple. This Jesus who died and rose again on the third day, well, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. That's the gospel that he shared. The simple gospel. Sometimes we think, oh, I've just got to get it all right. But part of the point is, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, someone shared the gospel with you, and someone shared the gospel with them, and someone shared the gospel with them, and with them, and with them, and with them. And in all likelihood, the roots of where you came from the hope started right here in this text. Without it going to Cornelius and the Gentiles in his home, you and I may not have even ever had a chance. So then it says in verse 44, while Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised or the Jews who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the, the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles, for they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling or praising God. And so we see God move, man moves or submits, the gospel is shared, and once again we see God move. You think when the gospel is shared, then man moves is the next step, but the next step it isn't man man moving, it's, it's God moving. It says, and the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. We don't save 
people. You don't save people. God saves people. We speak the truth. God does the rest. Take the pressure off yourself. We think we've got to get it all right. No, we just got to get it out. Hopefully it's theologically correct, but we've just got to speak it. We, can't, we don't have to convince them. We just need to tell them. Verse 30 or 46, it goes on and says, Then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these, these people who have received the, the, the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of, of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. God moves, man submits, gospel shared, God moves, public confession. Do you know that when the Bible always seems to talk about when someone puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, there seems in the text always to be a public confession. And that's in two ways, Ver- verbally in what we say, admitting it, and what? What else is a public confession? Anybody know? Bap- baptism. That, that, that's, they're, they're always, they're saved and they're baptized. Why? Because it's a public confession of what God has done. You're, you know, and, and I've taught this in here many times, but in baptism, you, it says that in the water, you're buried with Christ. You, you go under the water. You're buried with Christ in the likeness of His death, and you're raised to walk in in newness of life. It, it doesn't change you. There's nothing great about the water. The Pope hasn't come to our church and blessed it for us, or Pastor Mike doesn't have the, the power to bless it for us. It's just water. But it's a pi- picture of what's gone on in the inside for the outside church to see and go, yeah, yeah, we rejoice with you, and we're going to walk with you. And if you struggle, we're going to come and help get your arms and help you to stand up and to walk right. That's why so many times we have friends in youth group. Pay attention. In youth group, we have friends that begin to fall down and, 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 and struggle, and we try to help them back up, but they fight back, and we sometimes give up on them way too quick. The, the, the trick is when, when they fall and struggle, we're going, dude, remember what God did? Don't forget because I saw it in your life. Speak God's truth into your life. That's important. But that public confession is important. God moves. Man submits. Gospel shared. God moves. Public confession. God is, 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 is huge in this. God is the one that really turns the wheel on this. We're just the parts of where it just stops and sort of, and we do just our little part and God continues to do the work. You know, the, um, the Jews that were back, back home, uh, when word came out that the Gentile house had, had come to know Christ and put their faith in it, they didn't like it. At all, and P- Peter goes in Acts eleven and goes and shares with them sort of the story. Look here, eleven fifteen, just to verse eighteen, I think, uh, and it says this. He and he, he's recounting what occurred there. He says, "As I begin to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as on us at the beginning." 
So just as like Acts 2, when it first fell on them, that's when the Holy Spirit, he said, it was just like that for, for them that it was for us. Why is that important? Because he's all of a sudden brought the 157th place Gentiles, and he's brought them back up here to number one. It said, hey, you know what, how God favored us? And, and well, he did the exact same thing for them. And remember the word of the Lord, how he said, John, baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? He was like, I wasn't going to stop them because they're like going, Peter, what were you thinking, dummy? You, you took it to them. They don't deserve it. He's like, when God's moving, who am I to stand in his way? And then in verse 18, when they heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. They accepted them. And from that point on, the, God, the God, God, gospel is, 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 is given to all. As if everybody in this room stood up, instead of having this two or three that we had, now it's, it's given to all. Now, there's some interesting things here. Uh, I've, I've just thought about just to wrap things up. You know, today, our, the population of the world is around what? Yeah, 7.2 billion was what it was in 2015, I think, or something like that. So let's just go with that. Do you know, I mean, that's, it's, that's huge compared to what it was, right? It was 200 million, now it's 7.2 billion. Do you know that 2.6 billion of those people have little or no access to the gospel? It's not written in their tongue. There's no one in their people group, which is not like a group of 20, it's it's millions. There's no one who's a... believer in, in, in Jesus, and there's no missionaries there to share the good news with them. 2.6 billion people. If you have, grab your, your cards, if you had a heart or a club, a heart or a club, please stand. Okay, this, this represents those, this is, this is 42% of our group, a little bit less than half. It represents those that, that, that don't have the gospel clearly available. That many have, have no chance. It's not that, they, that, well, they didn't accept it. They don't have a chance. Okay, everybody, sit down. You know, an interesting thing, and, and this is, I, I don't have this as fact, but as I've, I've read this and I've, I've studied about Luke, I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 4. And we're just going to wrap up with, with this, 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 this last point here. Col- Colossians 4, I don't think we've got it on the screen. I, I didn't put it in there. That's right. Uh, and this is what it says. It says... Uh, and this is Paul who is writing this. Saul, who's, who's now Paul, he's writing this. And he says these words in verse 10. My fellow 
prisoner, Aristarchus, Aristarchus, whatever, I should have read this through, uh, sends you his greeting, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. Jesus, not the one you're, you're, you're thinking of, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God. Now, some will say these are the only ones of the circumcision. That means Jews, okay? That, that means these are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a com- comfort to me. So then he begins to list in verse, verses 11 and 12, 13, or really 12, 13, 14, some non-Jews, because he's just talking about these guys are the only Jews that are with me. Look in verse 14. He says this, Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send gr- greetings. This is the, the, the same Luke who wrote the book of Acts. And tradition tells us, most believe this, most of the, the, the scholars that study that Luke was a Gentile believer in Jesus Christ. Just like you and I. He, was, he wrote, you know, he, he wasn't always an eyewitness account. He wrote what he had learned from the apostles that he was around. And he wasn't allowed to be in, 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 in the fold until Acts 10. That, that's where grace and hope came. And this is where grace and hope comes for, for us. Our, our roots go back to Acts 10. Beautiful story. Now, I've, I, we're going to pray and we're going to be dismissed tonight. And I've got, I don't know, have you all ever heard of the band called Apologetics? No one's ever heard of this band. A few of you? Okay, they're, oh... Uh, it's an awful old Christian band, uh, but they've got a song that tells this story, and I found it done to like a 1968 Jesus film type of thing. So it's 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 really rough. So I, we're going to pray and be dismissed because this is just going to be on here uh, to watch. And it goes it's it's to a, a old Simon and Gar, Gar Funkel song uh, with their own new words to it. So y'all y'all can t- take a look, but. Good news, guys. Salvation is for all. God moves. Man submits. And some in this room, you may need to submit. You may need to admit, man, I've been at church. I've been at youth group for a while, but I don't think I've got this down. And I am here. Greg is here. Michelle is here. Any adult is here. We would love to talk to you more. Do not ever be ashamed going, I can't go tell them I didn't get this right yet. No, no. This is what we're here for. This is what we, we will fight for you. This is why I speak up here, because I want you to get this right. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight, just a chance to talk about your word. Uh, I, I just thank you. Um, that In the story that we see that salvation uh, is for all, and it, it came to all uh, in, in Acts 10 here. And, and b- because of this, Lord, we... Uh, have the opportunity to know to know you, to have uh, our sin debt paid on the cross, to have the wrath of God, which is which which should be poured out on us. That Jesus takes that place for us, Lord. We just thank you for the gift uh, that you give and for your sacrifice. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I've got